0: Welcome to the Enchanted Ears Podcast, where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela, and I'm
1: Joe. We're recording this on Thanksgiving, so we got to get this done before Happy the trip- Thanksgiving, y'all. But we got to get this done before the trip to fan kicks in. No, I might fall asleep halfway through this. I won't. You <laughs> won't. You don't eat turkey, so we're good.
0: <laughs> whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> right. But yeah, happy
1: Thanksgiving, everyone. So today on the episode, we have Becky Ginther from Disney in Your Day. She's also a travel agent. So she was on the show episode 99 talking about Run Disney. Um, so we had her on again, and we had her on to talk about the travel agency side of things. So she is a travel agent with Castle Dreams Travel and kind of kicking off uh, a partnership. I guess you could say she's our unofficial travel agent of the show, maybe official yes. travel agent yes. of the show now. So, so we talked to her about the benefits of using a travel agent, um, kind of what that process is. And then she also recently went to Disney World. So a lot of the episode is about just her recent trips.
0: I mean, I think that it's worth listening to too, because I've... I mean, my family has used a a travel agent before. We haven't since we've been married, but I really wasn't aware of the different benefits of using a travel, travel agent and what they actually do for you. Because again, they don't... You're not paying them anything. They take a cut out of wherever you're going, they pay them. So it's really, really beneficial just to use one because they make your life way easier.
1: Yeah. Becky has a lot of good points. I mean, she's kind of on the phone for you getting discounts and things. And uh, yeah, it's, there's definitely seems to be a lot of value to it. Um, So we'll, can listen to the. <laughs> we don't want to steal all the thunder, so you, so you can listen to the interview. But if you are interested in using Becky for planning your next Disney trip, we'll put a link to her email in the description. But it is Becky G, B E C K Y G, at castledreamstravel.com. And just let her know you heard her on the Enchanted Ears podcast. So we'll get into the interview now, and then uh, afterwards, come back for some Disney news. Sounds great. All right. So we are happy to be joined again um, by Becky from Disney and Your Day, and also. Castle Dreams Travel. So Becky was on Episode 99, talking all about Run Disney. Um, So you may recognize her voice. If you haven't listened to that episode, go check that one out. She's done a lot of Run Disney races. But Becky is also a travel agent with Castle Dreams Travel. And so we're having Becky on to talk about kind of the pros of using a travel agent, and kind of what are some of the benefits of booking through a travel agent. So Becky, thanks for being back on the show.
2: Thank yeah, you. thank you so much for having me back. I'm excited.
1: You're our first repeat guest, so Ooh, congratulations.
2: Get a special title for that.
1: <laughs> um, so I, I guess if maybe you want to first start off uh, our last episode. We talked a lot about your experience with, with Run Disney and your blog, Disney, in your day, but we really didn't get into the travel agent side of things. So how long have you been a travel agent? What kind of got you started into that?
2: Yeah, um, so I've been a travel agent for five, almost six years now. Um, and it started I'd started my blog uh seven years ago. So I'd been doing that for a year or two and just writing a lot of Disney advice and helping people um plan out their trips. And I had a couple of people say to me, like, you should do this as a job, you know, actually help people book by being a travel agent. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do that, but I'll look into it. And I actually um, had a friend that was working with a travel agency who was hiring. So I applied for it and got an interview and ended up getting accepted. So I started there. Um, and they were a travel agent that specialized in Disney, which obviously is my forte. So that nice. helped a lot. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you plan it just Walt Disney World trips or do you do cruises, Disneyland
2: i do everything um i can plan and book um disney world disneyland disney cruise line adventures by disney um as well as other trips um specifically we do focus on more like cruises and all inclusives those sort of things but i've helped people plan trips to like costa rica italy um not through Mm -hmm. you know disney or anything like that Mm -hmm. just kind of on their own but um yeah, but I do say, of course, Disney is my specialty.
1: Now, I know when to get into some of the benefits of using a travel agent. So we've never used a travel agent before. So um, we're kind of unfamiliar with the process. So you can educate us and, and kind of our listeners as well. Now, I know um, you reached out and kind of sent me an email a few weeks ago because probably a month or so ago we were talking about that reservations are out there for the 50th anniversary. And I said, oh, I don't know. I'm not going to book yet. We'll wait and see what happens with the prices. And I didn't even realize this, but you, know, you sent a nice email that said, hey, basically, if there's a price out there you think is a good price, go ahead and book it because Disney's only ever going to discount from there, but they'll honor all of those discounts. Um, and, and so that's, I, I think, probably one good piece of advice, having somebody like yourself that's had five, six years of experience of booking trips in there. So can you maybe talk about what are – some of those benefits like that of having a travel agent be there to help you kind of guide you through that planning process.
2: Sure. Yeah. And this is one of the, um, kind of things that comes up a lot, especially with people that are big Disney fans already. They already go, you know, every so often and they think, well, I don't, why would I need a travel agent? I already know what I'm doing. Um, but there are benefits, um, for everybody I think. Um, and one of the major ones being budget and, and that sort of thing, because, like I said to you in the email, um, Disney will offer discounts throughout the year. But if you already have a reservation booked, you can apply those discounts like retroactively, um, just as long as you qualify. If your hotel, you know, applies for it, if it falls within the dates that the discount is being offered, you can get that new, um, updated, cheaper price. And mm-hmm. as a travel agent, I'm in the loop of when, like, as soon as those get released, because sometimes discounts are limited, they'll only allot a certain amount of room. So when they advertise and they say, like, oh, there's going to be, you know, 20% off at Pop Century, That doesn't mean that every person that books at Pop Century can get 20% off. They only have a certain number of rooms set aside for that. So it's also important to act fast on that. Um, So I know like 4 a.m. that morning, um, generally, (laughs) when it's happening, we sometimes get um, notification the night before. Sometimes it's the morning of, um, which is a little crazy. But I can then apply that. So I have clients that have like woken up at 7 a.m. and gotten an email from me like, Hey, I just saved you five hundred dollars on your vacation. Like <laughs> they're like
0: Yeah.
2: So I really um that's one thing that's nice. And because you have to call in to Disney to do that, one of the things that can be a pain is waiting on hold because Everybody's trying to call in to get this discount. So you're looking at like three, four hour hold times. So, hey, you use a travel agent, you don't have to sit on hold for that long. So the other major thing I want to mention, too, is that people don't realize that it doesn't cost anything to use a travel agent. You don't pay me a single thing. I make my money from commission. Um, so I get if you book a trip with Disney, they give me a small you know payment as thank you. So there's nothing you know extra that you have to to pay to get those services.
1: Well yeah, that was gonna be one of my questions was, is there you know an added fee? so that's good to know. So I guess if you're booking um, a trip through you, you know, I, I know so, so much of it ahead of time is around, early dining reservations, fast passes, um, you know, all all of that sort of stuff, just planning out maybe not so much. So right now, but are are you the one kind of booking all of those for people? Or, you know, me going through you, do I still have all of that access online to go in and and modify my itinerary uh, as I see fit?
2: So I basically tell people that I can do as much or as little as they want. If they just want me to check on those discounts and do that, and they want to plan everything else themselves, they can do that. Um, If they want help with dining, if they want uh, recommendations, I'm happy to do that. If they want me to go in and book the reservations for them that morning, I'll do that too. Some people prefer to have control themselves over that sort of thing. Some people don't want to worry about it, just want me to take care Mm -hmm. of it only thing that you have to do have to use your travel agent for is payments Um, when you Mm -hmm. if you want to make partial payments of any sort payments towards it if you book a package and its final payment um, that does have to go through me but it's pretty easy I usually just say just send me an email when you're ready to make that payment and I'll process it Um, but anything else my Disney experience fast passes when that's happening dining I can do but I don't have to
0: can you book your own trips through you as a travel agent and get your own commissions?
2: Yeah, I can. I can. So, um, (laughs) so I do, um, I I do that often. (laughs) I do get commission on my own trips or, um, sometimes they will offer travel agent rates. Um, for agents that are traveling, they're not always available. They're usually like limited resorts or times of year. But if one of those is available, I can book at that at a pretty nice discount. And mm-hmm. I don't get commission on it because I already got, you know, a good deal.
1: It sounds really nice. It means you kind of have an advocate there, yeah. or, you know, helping you out through the process. Now, you mentioned you know, you'll get emails a little bit in advance in terms of like if discounts are coming out. So how much do you get, I guess, ahead of time before the general public would know? You're shaking your head. No, so not, not so much. not much. So you, so you don't get, <laughs> it's not like you get a advanced warning or anything. I'm
2: talking like the night before or I get a text like early in the morning from the owner of my travel agency. Like this is dropping at 7 a.m. today. Like, okay, I, okay. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, do you have to sit on the phone? for every client for three or four hours or no, can you get I can on do, and be like,
0: I have five. You're people. like the Sam's club. You can do it in bulk.
2: Yeah, I can do okay. multiple. Um, exactly. And that's why, you know, I kind of benefit it's, it's, you know, it's still a pain for me to sit on hold, but at least I can get a bunch done at once. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of an advantage there. I can just like, go through my list and, and do them all at once. Oh,
1: that, that, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, now I know, you know, coming up 2021, we mentioned, uh, you know, the 50th anniversary that's starting October 1st. I think I just saw online somewhere that park passes for annual pass holders are already sold out for the magic kingdom on October 1st. So <laughs> people are planning far in advance. So I, I guess if somebody is looking f- to plan a trip for next year, what, um, what recommendations do you have for them now is, is now too early to start is now kind of the perfect time. How, how far in advance should, should they start looking at and, you know, I think there is still a lot of stuff up in the air. So that may play into it too, of what people may want to do.
2: Yeah. So if you know that you almost definitely want to go a certain time of year, I say it's never too early to book it and just get that taken care of so you don't have to worry. Disney is super flexible with cancellations and things like that. Um, Like I said to you about the discounts, like you don't have to worry about, um, oh, it might be cheaper later because we can, you know, if it is, we can always apply that. Um, but even in terms of you decide you don't want to go, maybe you plan something for you know, this coming winter and you don't feel comfortable going anymore. Um, right now their cancellation policy is extra good because of the circumstances, but even on a normal basis, you can cancel without any penalty for a package, which would be resort and tickets um, up to a month before. Once you hit the 30 day mark, then they start mm-hmm. um, charging a cancellation fee. And prior to that, you only have to pay the $200 deposit. So as long as, you know, because some people say, well, I need to save up money before I book and that sort of thing. If you have that $200 to put it put down, you don't have to pay the rest until a month beforehand. So um, as long as you're even reasonably certain or thinking about it, I recommend booking it just so you can be certain you get what you want.
1: The The cancellation fee said within 30 days. Now, if you would just reschedule that trip, do you still have to pay like a rescheduling fee or you're good? It's only if you've just canceled and say, I'm not coming at all.
2: Right. Yeah. Um, So we usually encourage people to uh, reschedule if they can. And right now you can cancel like right up to the day before without any penalty. Okay. I I was going
1: to say, so yeah, I was that. gonna say that the the, uh, the cancellation fee and rescheduling is something I became very familiar with this year <laughs> because yeah. I think we've mm-hmm. I think we've booked two and either times. rescheduled or canceled. Yeah, two or three trips. So yeah, that just two hundred dollars down. That's that's all I did this year. It's just two hundred dollars <laughs> down. I was like, well, not going this time. Okay, just right. move it or cancel it. So
2: just transfer it to the next one. Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. But that is nice. I mean, for people who know they're gonna eventually go, I mean that that is a nice thing Disney offers that they, Mm. they do make it very easy. I mean, if you go through a travel agent, even if you go through it yourself, I mean, they do make it pretty easy that if you just want to reschedule, they're pretty open to that. Now you may have to pay a price difference or something, but you know, if you know you're eventually going to go, I think kind of at your point, it's never really too early to book, put the $200 down and then you can always adjust it, you know, three, six months, a year down the road or whatever, you know, as long as you're not within that kind of 30 day window.
2: Especially if you are particular about any aspects of your trip, like um, the dates that you're going or the resort you want to stay at, because those are the things that are kind of going to potentially sell out. Like if you have to be at a certain resort, you want to book that because that room might not be there, you know, three months mm-hmm. from now.
1: Mm-hmm. So, what are you seeing in terms of uh, next year? Like, what are the hot resorts? Is it the monorail resorts <laughs> that, that people want to stay at?
0: I feel like right now, like, that's like a question that's like, You know like what's the hot fashion like (laughs) what are the hot resorts what will what will glenn close be wearing because glenn close is relevant still right
2: yeah right that's what we're talking about yeah so the resorts are kind of interesting right now because not all of them have reopened yet and not all of them have a reopening day right now. So, so it's a little weird. I have, you know, I have clients that just want to do the cheapest thing possible. So they want to stay at the All-Stars. And we're not even getting the first All-Stars open until February 9th. Um, so right okay. now, yeah, right now Pop Century, Art of Animation, those are your main um, values that you can use if you're going after that all-star movies will be open. And I don't, you know, I'm curious to see how quickly that might fill up because it is the cheapest and people mm-hmm. people might jump on that. But in terms of other resorts, I've seen a lot of interest in, well, Pop Century Art of Animation and Caribbean Beach because they're all on the Skyliner and people okay. like the idea of that, that and the convenience mm-hmm. of that. So I've seen a lot more interest for especially Caribbean Beach than I would have in the past. Some especially like adult only trips, the new tower at Coronado Springs that's Mm. that's a popular one and then um the Yacht Club which is where I stayed most recently is also a big seller right now because Beach Club and Boardwalk are currently only open for DVC uh, their DVC sections so Yacht Club's the only one in that like Epcot area that's has like regular rooms
1: that's wow. the same with the Polynesian too, right? They're just open for DVC because they're going through the big remodel.
2: Yeah, yeah. So the Polynesian's going to have a lot of construction. So they're only open for, for DVC right now.
1: Okay. Yeah, and you mentioned a recent trip. So we'll, we'll get into that <laughs> um, here shortly. You just got back from a, a trip in Disney World. So we definitely want to hear about that. But if people are interested in using you as a travel agent or, or want to reach out uh, and ask more, um, how can they you know, reach out to you?
2: Yeah, so the ideal um, way of communicating with me is through my travel agent email, um, which is G at castledreamstravel.com. Um, that's just easiest for me to keep track of everything, especially if some people want to... You know, go back and forth about different hotels and dates and get different price quotes so then we can keep it kind of all in one place rather than on social media where it gets a little disorganized. But um, if you, you know, if you don't remember it, but you find me somewhere, you can reach out anywhere and I will send you that email address. So if you are on my blog, um, that's another way. I have a a tab at the top of my blog that says um, services and travel agent is under there, and there's a form you can fill out from there as well and then I'll send you an
0: email. But, um,
2: yeah, just anywhere you find me, I will, I will get, <laughs> get you to the right place.
0: <laughs> and that's Becky with a Y. Yes. So
1: yeah. Yes. Yeah. And we'll, we'll put a link in the show notes as well. Great. We'll list that out if people are interested. So,
0: yeah.
1: All right. So, so let's get into your recent trip. So you, you just, uh, just got back from Disney world. Um, so,
0: <sighs> so, <laughs> so nice. Yeah.
1: So, um, now, was this your your first trip this year?
2: So I was very lucky that I had gone in January and February before everything shut oh, down because nice. I did okay. marathon weekend and princess race weekend.
1: Okay. So, so okay. So it's even better. So you kind of get <laughs> yeah. to compare and contrast now between before COVID and after COVID. Yeah. So I guess just maybe real general, like what were your first impressions of going to the parks, the resorts, I think you said you stayed at the yacht club. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I guess, yeah. I mean, kind of what, what were your kind of first thoughts with uh, everything in place right now?
2: Yeah. So I had done a lot of research and followed, you know, Facebook groups and other people that were going and other blogs that had experienced it or the ones that live locally and go all the time. So I thought I had like a decent idea, but things just they seem to be changing like week to week a lot too. Mm. So there were some things that weren't quite what I expected. I mean, overall we had a good time. We absolutely did. Um, Mm -hmm. But there were some things that I didn't anticipate. We also had the unfortunate um, incident that we had a lot of rain uh there was that oh, hur- yeah. yeah there was that hurricane um in the area last week yeah. and we just got a lot of kind of like the residual rain from that so it was raining for a good portion of the time <laughs> <right there. laughs> i would say most days it would rain for about half the day and then um you know then it would clear up um except for the day we were in animal kingdom it just rained all day <laughs> <gasps>
0: This time of year is kind of tricky. Like we went I think it was what around this time last year year, Mm -hmm. and it was cold. Like for Florida it was cold. It was like I think in the fifties. Yeah, forties or fifties, yeah. And I don't think that we had I mean, I think we had a few jackets, but we I don't think Mm -hmm. had anticipated that very much.
2: Usually by mid-November, hurricane season is done, so this is pretty late, so I was not, like, that was not on my radar. I've gone in September before, where it's very much like you have to be very prepared for all the rain, Um, but I just wasn't even thinking about it this time, and- Mm -hmm. I know everybody's kind of got different um, comfort levels with what they're doing when they go out in public right now. And for us being outside is really important with the pandemic. Mm -hmm. We won't eat inside. We don't want to be inside anywhere without masks on. Um, Mm -hmm. So the, that combined with the rain did hinder us a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we had booked like dining reservations that all had outdoor seating but at least one of them wasn't seating outside that day because of the weather. So, hmm. I mean, they were nice enough to cancel it and not charge, you know, the the credit card charge. But it was still kind of disappointing that, you know, we didn't have our sit-down meal. So there's kind of, you know, things I didn't think about like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I I guess in terms of the safety protocols, um, you know, Disney has in place, obviously you have to wear masks in the parks. I think they're doing temperature screenings, uh, uh, social distancing in the lines and stuff. You know, did you feel safe? Did, did you feel like people were kind of following along that it was, you know, you were kind of comfortable walking around the parks, as long as you're kind of outdoors like that?
2: Yeah. For the most part, we felt really safe. And I will say that the cast members are, doing an amazing job like they are working so hard to keep people safe and the masks people are good about wearing them i mean you have to they are Mm -hmm. i'd say like disney is almost militant about the safety stuff right like if you Mm -hmm. are not you know keeping your distance or you're not wearing your mask they're gonna be on you like that it was a little bit frustrating because there were still people that wanted to try and skirt the rules you know that um of course But um, (laughs) they they recently they keep updating their mask policy and clarifying it. And one of the things that within the past couple of weeks they've said is regarding eating and drinking. And that's Mm -hmm. that they want you seated in a stationary spot with distance if you're going to eat or drink anything, take your mask off. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people were still trying to like eat or drink while they were walking with their mask down. And so I saw numerous cast members like just go over to them and say, you need to, you know, find a spot to eat that, pull your mask up. And some people are just really rude. And it's, it's just so sad. Like I saw people try to argue with them or just ignore them and keep walking. And so that's what makes me sad. Like Disney's doing great. And most of the guests are. Like uh, most people are, but there's always going to be those people that it's just, you know, frustrating. And
0: it's frustrating too, as a rule follower, you know, (laughs) because you see that and you see so many people abiding by the rules, but it's the three people who don't that stick in your mind. Right. So yeah, we
2: we were waiting online for Haunted Mansion. There was a family in front of us that like was eating popcorn the whole time. And because there's like all these little nooks and crannies, like they don't have cast members stationed everywhere like that. Mm. And my husband's like, I'm going to tell them to stop. And I was like, well, don't do that. Like, I don't want mm-hmm. you to like cause trouble. But, you know, we just, we just like kept an extra, um like six feet marker back from them. Like we left a blank yeah. one in between us and them because we didn't want to be too close.
1: Yeah. And it, it's, yeah. it's frustrating too. I mean, we've, we've talked about the past few weeks of just the cast member layoffs and everything. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. well, it's a tough time to be a cast member too. I mean, yeah. they have to go to work with, with masks as well. I mean, like you said, they have to be the ones to go and you know tell the, tell the guests, Hey, you have to put your mask on oh it, and kind gosh. of deal with that mm-hmm. on top of knowing, am I going to have a job? I mean, there's a ton of layoffs. And so it's like, yeah. Hey, they're, they're having a tough time too. I mean, understand, you know, it's your trip, but yeah, just kind of be nice to the cast members. I mean, yeah. it's really the, that's all, it's really the only thing you can say is just, just be nice to
2: them. Yeah. That was my major thing. And like anybody that's going like, hopefully you will be, you know, kind and respectful, but just even extra like extra thankful for the cast Mm -hmm. members because Mm -hmm. they are spending so much of their time kind of reprimanding people which nobody Mm -hmm. wants to do that you know um and just just follow the rules like it's not it's honestly not hard if you have something to eat or drink to just Pull over somewhere. Mm-hmm. There's a lot like they, they're good at having lots of areas to sit right now. Um, we never had a problem finding a place to to sit down for a couple of minutes if we wanted to do something.
1: That's what I was gonna ask because, you know, with limited capacity because we're trying to spread people out. I mean, a lot of the quick service restaurants don't have a lot of space to eat to begin with, and that was gonna be my question. Is there enough room to for everybody to kind of sit down with? So it sounds like it there was. It was pretty easy to find a spot to eat.
2: Yeah, I mean, it might be with, you know, the reduced capacity and everything. Um, and even with them not using all of the tables, like we ended up, um, our Magic Kingdom Day, we ate at Pinocchio Village House and they have like an outdoor area and like they weren't using half of the tables, but we had no problem finding a, finding a seat. Um, even if you just... Um, find like I don't know like a a, one of those areas like in Epcot there's all those flower beds and they kind of have like the raised thing and you can like sit on the edge of them just Mm -hmm, like something mm -hmm. like that you know um we had no problem with that we did go to a couple of like bigger quick service places too like in Hollywood Studios we went to Backlot Express which has Mm -hmm. a lot of seating Mm -hmm. there and one cool thing that they were doing there too they want everybody to do mobile order because then you don't get crowds inside waiting to order and all of that. So uh, they they tell everybody to to do the order from their phone, but then you have to wait a little while for your food to be ready. So they were actually ha, actually had a mobile order waiting area set up at um, the okay. Indiana Jones Adventure Show because yeah, that okay. show not happening. So they just let you go in and sit in the bleachers there.
1: Well, that's a good idea. Oh, yeah. yeah,
2: and they had it like they had it all marked out like don't sit in the, like every other row was blocked off and everything so that it was like an open area where you could sit and wait. And, you know, if you wanted to drink water or whatever. So they were good about finding kind of creative ways to do that.
0: Yeah, that sounds really organized and nice.
2: Yeah. the mm-hmm. Disney was so organized. Like it's very impressive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, how did you feel about the crowds? Like I know this time of year tends to be a little bit more I don't know. I feel like it's a little bit more crowded. Did you, did it feel that way to you? Or I know that some of the reports were saying because of the cleanings and everything, the line seemed a little longer. So what did you think about that?
2: So again, I don't know how Accurate. My experience was because of the rain as well. Mm. It kind of affected things in two different ways. Because so many locals are going to the parks right now, um, they make up a large amount of people visiting. If they see it's going to rain all day, why would they come out? You know? Yeah, that's true. Um, so I think that probably kept more people away than it might have otherwise On the other hand, when it's raining, they can't run all of the attractions. Like, we're in Magic Kingdom. It's raining possible thunders. They're not running Splash Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain, uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, anything that's, like, outside like that. Mm -hmm. All of those were down. So then the lines for other stuff would get longer. But overall, it didn't – we weren't waiting long for stuff except Hollywood Studios. (laughs)
0: Which
2: is expected. Animal Kingdom, we just walked onto everything. We waited for a flight of passage for maybe half an hour. Um, but even later in the day, like the wait time was down to 20 minutes, it said. And the wait times were usually shorter than what was on the app, too.
1: Okay. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, usually it's like three hours. For a flight <laughs> of yeah. Passage, oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so 20 minutes, half an hour was pretty good. Now, did you just do one day at each park or we did, did you do, okay.
2: Mm-hmm. we had like four full days so we did one day at each park
1: okay what were the highlights of the trip <laughs> what, what was the best thing you did give us the highlight reel the, the rain obviously was was the low the light was
2: not highlight. um honestly what, what, yeah
1: what was the best thing
2: <laughs> a lot of the food
1: <laughs> okay still, yes
2: we, yeah we still had a lot of great food, a lot of great meals. Um, we're normally more like table service, sit down people. So we tried a lot more quick service than we normally would have. And some of it was, you know, better than I expected. And actually I ended up eating almost all vegetarian meals, not by- (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, thinking, I was like, "Ooh, Angela's gonna like to hear about this." Yes, um, tell
0: me everything now. <laughs> so
2: not even like intentionally, but just because we would look at a menu and I'd be like, "Ooh, that sounds good," and like everything mm. I chose was vegetarian almost. Like <laughs> I still had a little meat, yeah. but like more than half. Their
0: meat dishes people. are incredible. I mean, how could you not?
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, when we were in Epcot, they're still doing their like Taste of Epcot, which is like their you know food and wine, but they're not calling it that because they don't want to you know make it sound bigger than it is because they have like half the number of booths they normally do which is still plenty of food (laughs) but like i had the mac and cheese with their plant-based sausage and it was so good and okay (laughs) what was animal kingdom we ate at flame tree barbecue and they Mm. had some sort of um yeah like plant-based sort of hot dog thing but it was like it had this really great um tangy like mustard barbecue sauce and coleslaw Mm. on it and it was it was really good
0: I thought you were gonna say ribs and I was gonna go (laughs) crazy (laughs) (laughs) I just tried this plant-based ribs for the first time and it was incredible so I yeah I've I've been like jonesing for more of that because I still miss that you know meat taste so yeah
2: I can't imagine that sounds really interesting plant-based ribs
0: (laughs) yeah it was really good
1: (laughs) Um, So you said you ate at a lot of quick service. So what was there a a place that you had never tried before that was new on this trip? Or had you been to kind of all these places before?
2: Um, Yeah, I think I'd been to most of them, but they're not ones that I frequent that often. Like Flametree Barbecue, I think I'd only been to once before. And we picked it just because it has so much covered seating (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, with the rain. Mm -hmm. But it ended up being really, really good. And we also went to Disney Springs a couple of times to eat there. And I kind of heard that Disney Springs would get super crowded because all the locals come out there, but it was never crowded when we were there. Um, We didn't have that experience. Again, maybe the rain, but we had a great, we had a couple great meals. We did um, Haleo, which is Mm. pretty new. I think it only opened like less than a year ago, maybe. And it's a Spanish tapas restaurant. Oh um, yeah. It oh my gosh, everything we ate there was incredible. I was like people need to talk about this restaurant more because it was so good and I never hear anybody mention it. But we had so what'd like, you have? I was going to say add it yeah.
0: to the list, please. So, so
2: we so we got like a pitcher of sangria to share and then we did like four different small plates so there was
0: um I like how you had to specify to share.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I didn't drink it all, thing. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um and then what let's see. We had we did a cheese plate. They have like different cheeses that you can pick from to put on your your cheese plate. And mm-hmm. it was a little pricey, so I was like, I don't know, it was some of the best cheese I've ever had. Like Ooh. it was really good. And then we did there was like a potato dish with um it was like, you know, fried potatoes but with like a sriracha aioli sort of thing. Um, we did a, it's funny cause I don't, I don't know Spanish food that well so the descriptions <laughs> on the menu would just like, there was one thing that was like spinach and pine nuts and apples and raisins. And I was like, that sounds like a salad. I don't know. Let's, yeah. I like all those things. Let's get that. And it actually turned out to be like sauteed spinach, but it mm. was really good. And the, our server even said it's his favorite thing on the menu there. Like who would oh. think spinach would be like so great?
0: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say spinach is not my favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, I like it, but it's you know. <laughs> yeah, it
2: was more like the the you know what they sautéed it in. It was like a based mm. on the pine nuts, something like that. I don't know. It was really good. And then we yeah, did we did get the um the steak there to share. So mm.
0: okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, H- Haleo, did you say? What yeah, was it? Haleo. Okay. I wonder what that means. I'm not hmm. sure. <laughs> I look it up. Yeah, <laughs> uh, all of my years of Duolingo and Spanish in high school do nothing for me right now. Right?
1: <laughs> uh, now, did you do anything new for the first time? Like, did you get a chance to ride uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway?
2: <laughs> yes, we did, and it's okay. kind of a funny story. Was of- that? <laughs> was this
1: the first time yeah. you rode it? Mm-hmm. Okay,
2: because I think it had opened in like early March, like right before the shutdowns happened. That's what
1: I was thinking because you said you were January, February. So I was thinking yeah. it might've been right before. Okay.
2: Yeah. So I had like just missed it in February. It opened like a week or two after I was there. So it was our first time. So we, we lined up for that first because we didn't know what wait times were going to be throughout the day. We had already gotten our Rise of Resistance boarding pass. So that was successful. Oh, very, oh, very good. Okay. Yeah, that worked out. Um, And so we said, well, this is like the main thing we want to do since it's new. So we, we lined up for that first and we waited like, like an hour. It said a hundred minutes when we got in line. So it was significantly less than that. And, oh, here's another thing too, that I, I kind of mentioned that there were things that I didn't really think about. Um, one of the things is that they're not really doing pre-shows for any of the attractions. They want to get you through as quickly mm. as possible and not stand around anywhere. But since i would never done it before, i Felt like I was missing a little bit of the backstory. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, it was clear, like they made like some silly announcement, like, hey, guys, there's been a change of plans and Goofy is taking over the train. And I was just <laughs> like, oh, I feel like there's more to this story, but OK. Right.
0: right.
2: Um, and you walk through like a room where clearly something happened, but I don't know. And um, hmm. so we get on the ride and it's it's pretty cool for the first, you know, we go through the first room or two and then everything goes dark. I'm like this... oh, okay. yeah I'm like is this supposed to happen but then the lights come back and we keep moving and I'm like all right we go into the next room and it's clear that something is off like our car is doing all oh. these movements but nothing is happening on the screens. <laughs> <laughs> like, like we're in this like underwater scene so this, there's all these screens around that have like waves okay. but nothing's uh-huh. happening on them and our okay. car goes it's... into this like little alcove and we literally sit there for like 30 seconds and stare at some oysters and then come <laughs> out and keep moving.
0: Did, did you whip out the phone cuz there's like all these people on the internet who love to see the malfunctioning disney rides you know
2: i should have and i didn't think to do that i just did not know what was going on and then we finally we got to the next room and like the animatronics weren't moving so we realized that it wasn't really working um mm-hmm. and it so we kind of like and the the cars are really cool cuz they really interact with like what's going on on the screen except that like we didn't have the screen so it was just like weird <laughs> movements
0: mm-hmm. yeah
2: and then it like kind of started to sync up at the end again but we missed a good portion of what was going on oh
0: my gosh that's crazy
2: like we could have complained but we didn't because I'm like there's so much going on and there was no like it was the sort of thing where in normal times you would expect a cast member to be there when you got off and say like here's a fast pass to come back later.
1: Yeah could get back yeah. on the ride. But right? they
2: can't do that because there's no fast passes. Yeah. So I'm just like alright so we ended up waiting another hour later in the day to do it and then we did get the full experience and it is very cool. It, I, I really like how immersive it feels with you know the screen synced up with what your car's movement is doing and that sort Sort of thing so it was a cool ride when you but I'm like well this will be a good story about like <laughs> yeah de- definitely
1: now did you get there like right for park opening to get in line for that or
2: yeah we actually got there about half an hour before the park opened and they'd already started lining people up okay um, I'd heard they were letting people in like an hour early and already running rides mm-hmm. and and letting them line up and I just didn't know how early they were going to start doing that and I didn't want to s- stand around for no reason either so we got there at like 9 30 when okay.
1: Because that was going to be my question. Cause I mean, uh, you know, hundred minute wait time, I didn't know, is that right when park they open, but I guess if they open a little early, yeah. you know, that makes
0: sense.
2: Well, and I, you know, I went for a couple of runs while I was there. I ran around the boardwalk and stuff. God
0: bless you. <laughs> I love running and I get up every morning to do it. But when I'm at Disney, that's that's mama's off time
2: well yeah and it's funny though because i felt like i had so much more free time than i normally would have on a disney trip yeah. because the park yeah. hours were shortened. so like the day we went right. to Epcot, the park didn't open till 11 mm-hmm. and i'm waking yeah. up at seven every morning like all right what am i gonna do so I went out to run a few times and I ran, um, like there's that walkway from the boardwalk to Hollywood studios. So I ran up and down that and I saw people like walking down to go to Hollywood studios at like seven eight o'clock and the park didn't open until wow. 10. Wow. Okay. So you're like getting there really early.
1: <laughs> right. Now, uh, you mentioned you did get a, a boarding pass to rise of the resistance. So when you went, I think the new, yeah. um, boarding group would be ineffective. Maybe that's why people were there so early. Maybe they didn't realize they didn't have to be in the park for the boarding group. So how was that process? Did you, I guess, in addition to that question, when you went January, February, did you do the virtual boarding for Rise of the Resistance then too?
2: Yeah. So I've kind of had a bunch of different uh, Rise of the Resistance experiences (laughs) because I had actually been there in December as well. Coincidentally, on the first day it opened when nobody knew what was going to happen. Oh, okay. um, and at that point they, they were doing virtual boarding groups, but it wasn't, you know, the chaos that it was now where they did fill up for the day, but it took like 10 minutes. Now they felt okay. 30 seconds. I mean, right. And so, yeah. So in January, February, um, it was somewhat similar except that you had to be in the park at that point to mm-hmm. get your boarding pass and that's really hard right now with the park passes, too, because you're, like, committing to Hollywood Studios no matter yeah. what. Right. The nice thing for me is, like, well, at least I don't have to be, like, stressed in the park. I can be stressed in my hotel room trying to get,
0: yeah. get it.
2: And, you know, it's it's pretty straightforward. You get on the app. You push the button right at 7 o'clock and cross your fingers. And, you know, it worked. There's a lot of debate on should you be on the Disney Wi-Fi? Should you not? I don't even remember what I did. Um, Our Wi-Fi worked great at the hotel, so I think I was probably just on that. Um,
1: So so did you find it easier to do it when you could do it at 7 a.m. from your hotel room versus trying to get in the park with everybody else? Do you think that's a a better process?
2: I mean, for me, I felt like it was. It was more comfortable because – I didn't feel like I was standing in the park, like waiting. And Mm -hmm. in the past, like it was stressful. Like in February, I think it was when I was trying to get my boarding pass, I was like in line for Starbucks at the time and I was like, what if I'm ordering when it turns seven? Like do I just ignore the cashier and like be like, hey, wait. Like I didn't I I felt like I had to like stand around and wait rather than do anything while I was there. Whereas like when I'm in my hotel room, that's fine. I was still in bed. (laughs) Like
0: Yeah.
1: Now are they still doing the pre-show for Rise of the Resistance or or do you skip that as well?
2: Yeah, they're doing um everything Everything was pretty much the same for okay. resistance. They just space you out a lot more. Um, okay. When you go into like the different rooms, like you go into the room where Ray and BB-8 is, they had like designated color dots that you are told to stand on a certain color, and there's they're spread out as much as possible. And ones that are kind of near each other have barriers between them. Uh, same thing when you get move on to the next section, um, you keep going to that same color dot.
0: Okay, Mm -hmm. we're just gonna follow that all the way through. Yeah. On uh, Angela's education corner over here, haleo means helpful, sentimental, respectability. So that's nice.
2: Yeah, that sounds so pleasant.
0: (laughs) It does, it does. Okay, that's all. (laughs) Now we've learned our
2: Spanish for today.
1: I was gonna say, yeah, we we solved that mystery.
0: Just call me duo. All
1: right, so I guess, uh, big question do you think it was worth going? I mean, I know there's a lot of people saying, you know, no fireworks, no characters. You know. I mean, and obviously it, it also you know depends on whether you feel comfortable going, but if somebody, you know, feels comfortable, do you think it's, it's worth a trip now or is it worth waiting till some more of those, you know, other entertainment features come back?
2: So my thought was, I'm glad I went, it was worth going for me. I would I am a person obviously I told you I went in December January February I would I'm a person that goes multiple times a year I don't need to go back anytime soon that being said Mm. okay um you know I do have a trip booked for the end of January which I probably will take because I have DVC points that I'll lose if I don't um Mm -hmm. but if it was just a regular reservation I would probably cancel it because there, there is a lot missing, you know, like a lot of that magic that you come to expect isn't there. And if you're a person that just wants to do the rides, if you love, you know, roller coasters and attractions, and you're the type of person that could go to like Six Flags and just ride everything all day, like, you'll probably have a great time because the mm-hmm. waits aren't as long as they normally are. I've done the attractions a lot, you know, like, I, mm-hmm. I've i ridden everything a lot of times and that's not where most of the Disney magic is for me right yeah they try really hard and there are certainly moments that they try to make special they still try to have the characters come out in some form you can't do meet and greets but they're standing on the train station waving to you and posing they're like running around the lawn at Epcot (laughs) <laughs> um, like joy from inside out was just like frolicking in the, oh, the wow, fields okay. oh, that's um, which awesome. was super cute except that if it starts to rain at all they all have to leave so again oh. that was, and and maybe if we had great weather I would have gotten more of those experiences and it would have mm-hmm. been worth it but I think that if I, I would go in with a different mindset than how I normally would and that would be maybe to focus on like rides you haven't done if you go often like focus on rides you don't always do stuff you haven't done in a while or new stuff if there's anything that you haven't tried yet um Food, they're they're doing a real great job of uh, you know special seasonal. Right now they've got all the Christmas stuff, so that's changing. That's something that's that's interesting. And little little bits of entertainment here and there. Um, they don't have any of the big shows, but they'll have like the Dapper Dan's come up on the train station and sang a couple Christmas carols. There was like a piano player in Epcot that sang some Disney songs. Like just small things here and there that were really nice. And I. The other thing I'm telling people is I would strongly consider booking a resort that you want to spend a lot of time at because Mm -hmm. you probably will spend a lot of time there. Um, And Yacht Club was great for that. We had some great food there. We did use their pool, which is incredible. It's the coolest pool at Disney Mm -hmm. World. (laughs) Um, So that was like, we spent a whole, like we left Magic Kingdom by like three or four and we just spent a couple hours at the pool after that.
1: I think that's kind of been, you know, my thought, you know, if anybody would ask me, not that anybody has necessarily, but...
0: Hey, Joe, what do you think? (laughs) Thank you.
1: But, you know, I think we've, we've talked about this a little bit, but I think that's kind of the mindset. Like, if you're somebody that goes a lot, it's probably worthwhile going. Yeah, maybe it's not the full experience, but there is still something there. Like you said, I mean, you're somebody that goes three, four times a year. So you found it worth going, but if it's your, you know, if you're one of those people that this is your one Disney trip and you go once every five years or every decade or something, like just wait, like just wait till, till next year, wait till, you know, we get past this pandemic and they can do more because you're, you're still paying full price essentially for everything (laughs) for the tickets and and you're not getting all that value. So
0: leave the money in the bank. Yeah. I think, I think,
1: yeah, it's, it's kind of worth, Hey, you know, maybe, maybe book out for october or november you know hoping something goes you know well and with the 50th anniversary i'm sure they'll. Be 2025 tr- i'm sure they'll be trying to do new stuff <laughs> but I, I think probably the people going are your diehard fans that you know that just love disney and want to go um and not necessarily these people that this is their kind of once in a lifetime trip at least yeah. i hope not because i yeah. think you're gonna get yeah a bad bad example yeah.
2: yeah like for people like us that like really love it they're like you still you still get that feeling of being there You're like this is my mm-hmm. happy place like this is my place right. it still is that hasn't changed um, it's just like it may not be the same pace, I guess, that you're used to. But I, I think you can still find lots of little things to do, like do your favorite rides that you've missed. Find find those food places that you haven't tried yet. Um, mm-hmm. There's so many of
0: them. <laughs> um, so many.
2: Yeah. Or, or, you know, go to a new resort, explore a new resort, um, something like that. Um, there's still, there's still plenty to, to see and do. It's just not so much like in your face, like here's fireworks everywhere.
0: I I do think that there, I mean, there is a value in just slowing down. Cause you know, when you're there, you're frequently running from place to place. You're trying, like you book everything out. I know Joe has everything like, down to the second of when we're going. And then usually six months in advance, he's telling me everything that we're going to do on every day. And I'm like, dude, I'm not going to remember this conversation, not only months from now, (laughs) like minutes from now. In fact, I already forgot what you said. So like it is, (laughs) it is beneficial to just kind of slow down and take everything in. You know, I've never really looked for the hidden Mickeys that much because I feel like I'm always moving. So now. I can look more like you know you could do that kind of stuff so there's definitely a merit to that
2: yeah and I like I told my like I like to do photography too and get pictures Mm -hmm. of everything and I told my husband I was like we're gonna like slow down because we're gonna take a lot of pictures right now like Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna like you know photograph all those things that I normally am rushing from one ride to the next or whatever it is and and he's more so like you Angela that he doesn't want to think about things ahead of time and I'm (laughs) the planner like I book everything as soon as I can but even then like I found myself it it was easier to make changes to our schedule too right now Mm -hmm. um like there were here's here's kind of another tip too is that because we ate in Disney Springs, most of those restaurants you can make reservations not through the Disney website. Um, you can do it through open table or their own reservation system since they're not owned by Disney and then you okay. don't have that credit card guarantee where you have to cancel 24 hours beforehand. So I did a lot of that and I was able to, we were like, oh, we're still full from lunch. We're not going to want dinner at five o'clock. And I just changed the time on the reservation. Like it was really easy mm-hmm. to
0: do stuff. That's
1: a good there. tip. That is a good yeah. tip.
2: Because mm-hmm. I think I changed. We also ate at um, STK Orlando. Mm-hmm. And I think I changed that reservation like three or four times that
0: morning. as we like, <laughs> changed our mind about what we were going to do.
2: <laughs> it's hard to predict when you're so like when you are used to planning for a Disney trip and you know how long things usually take. It's different now. So it's hard to, Mm. hard
1: to predict. Yeah. There's no fast passes anymore or anything. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, it's different. I mean, it's
2: yeah. I I think it's probably the best way to describe
1: (laughs) it. It's different. I don't. The,
2: the other thing I will, I will say too, um, since some people like to skip animal kingdom, that was probably the best park for us because maybe because people don't want to go to it as much. Um, but the weights were definitely shortest for everything, but also, it felt like more of it was there because the animals are such a big part of it. And obviously they are still there. So it's not just like going from ride to ride. Like you can take the time to like walk those trails and see the animals. And even with the rain, they were super active. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I was going to say a lot of times I think, yeah, they like that cooler weather. I was thinking about that. You know, next time we go, You know if it's still like this i I haven't done the animals in animal kingdom since i coach like i went down there for the 3v3 soccer tournament that i did years ago (laughs) so yeah like i i haven't I, i think it would be really fun to do that
2: and even though they're not doing like the shows like festival of the lion king and nemo they're still doing a bird show It's not Mm. the new like up one that they had switched to, but it felt a lot more like the older one that was previously there where that was more just like, here's the birds and educational, but also like they flew around the theater. Like they use that same theater that um, the up bird show is in. And so like we did that. It was great. It was half an hour. Like everything was spaced out. We got to sit in the front row because there were so few people and saw all these cool birds like up close and just a lot of really cool stuff
1: were you involved in the show at all did they like land on you or anything did they, they do did that Don't not... they to, like land on some people
2: yeah well they had they had some people stand up and like they had two people like make a circle with their arms for like the bird to fly through oh, okay. and they picked like a parent and like a tiny kid so their circle was not <laughs> big and i was like um okay but it, it did it went through i was like wow it was right there <laughs> yeah. what kind
0: of was it like a, was it a parrot
2: yeah, I think I'm so. I'm trying to figure
0: out like the size of bird. Yeah, we're talking. it was like
2: that size for sure. I don't remember which one it was, but they had like, they had a couple of parrots, um, ravens, um, a crane, like all sorts of things. I love,
0: <laughs> I love birds. I think they're really cool. Yeah,
2: I love animals. So it's like Animal mm-hmm. Kingdom for me was great. It
1: was to say, I think they, one of the, animal kingdom behind the scenes, animal kingdom episodes on Disney plus they were training the birds for the bird show. Yes. I don't know if
2: I've seen that one yet, but that's a great show.
0: Yeah. I haven't, um, I didn't know they had a raven though i'm like obsessed like low-key obsessed with ravens and crows now that i know that they're so smart and that like they recognize human faces and you if you make them mad they will remember you and all that stuff like yeah
2: it's amazing what they can train some of these birds to do like they basically have them do tricks and stuff and it's like it's
0: really cool Mm
1: -hmm. yeah it is impressive well becky i I mean this is this has been great we got to Spanish lesson, got you know, a lesson on, <laughs> on bird training, um, learned a lot about travel agency. So, uh, you know, really appreciate the, you know, the recap of your recent yes. trip. Um, you know, learning more about kind of the benefits of using a travel agent for your next Disney trip. Again, I know you mentioned it kind of in the middle of the episode, but if our listeners are interested in reaching out to you, um, to your blog, or you know, reaching out to you for using you for a travel agent for maybe their their trip for next year for the 50th anniversary, where can they reach out to you or find out more?
0: Yes.
2: Emailing me directly is an easy way to do it. My travel agent email is Becky G B E C K Y G at Castledreamstravel.com. You can also go to my blog. That's uh, Disney in your day.com. And you can contact me through there. There's a travel agent page with a form you can fill out with what you're thinking about and send that in. And then I will get back to you.
1: Thank you very much, Becky. Uh, as always, pleasure having you on first yeah. repeat guest. Yeah, it was woo-hoo. great. So, love have to have you on again sometime. Thank you. <laughs> on a yeah, thank you. <laughs> all right, so I want to thank Becky again. We learned uh, a lot of uh, lessons there. We learned some Spanish. Uh, yeah, girl. Good, good story on on Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Uh, so that that was all you know, really interesting stuff.
0: Yeah, I man, I really wish that there was film of that 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 glitch. It would have been fascinating to see.
1: It would have been. (laughs) All right. So let's jump into Disney news. So big news. Joe Rohde, legendary Imagineer, is retiring. And he's had uh, almost 40-year career here. And I was not aware of everything he was involved in. I think most famously, he was lead designer on Animal Kingdom, uh, Exhibition Everest, Pandora. Uh, I think a lot of people are worried now that Yeti's not going to get fixed, that he's retiring. <laughs> I, I don't know. But he also was the lead designer on Alani in Hawaii. Nice. He worked on the Mexico Pavilion when he first started in Imagineering. He worked on the Captain EO film. He also led the team for Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. And Switch that over. is an
0: incredible fun burst of a ride yeah
1: i was just saying, i think all of the the great rides he was involved in he's also kind of immortalized as harrison hightower over at uh tokyo disney seas tower of terror so the character harrison hightower is kind of based on joe Rody if you look Perfect. at him it looks a lot like him and, and it's kind of his backstory of this guy that travels the world collecting rare artifacts
0: I have a proposal that I think that every Pirates of the Caribbean should get a pirate that looks like Joe Rohde because he already kind of naturally has like a piratey feel to him I think this would be a great way for Disney to pay tribute to everything that he's helped like that he's given to the company
1: yeah I was gonna say I'd have to imagine I
0: want to do a change.org petition for <laughs> well, <this>. I'd
1: <laughs> have to imagine he gets immortalizing a lot more stuff. I mean, obviously he's Harrison Hightower is based off of him, but yeah, to your point, I think now that he's retired, I think, you know, Imagineers are always putting little nods to former attractions that they redid or hidden Mickey's. I have to imagine he'll kind of show up cause he is a legend. I don't know if he's a Disney legend officially yet. Um,
0: if he's not already, he, will yeah,
1: be. yeah, I did. I didn't look that up yet. I mean, I'm sure he probably is, but if he's not, yeah, I mean, he, he quickly will be because yeah, I mean the, the things he worked on and, I mean, it's just animal kingdom. I mean, just the stuff he brought us in his 40 year career is is pretty amazing. And we wish him the best in retirement. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think that he'll
0: he'll probably go out. I, I, I would almost imagine that he'll be a consultant, you know, coming. W- I could imagine him coming back because I feel like yeah, I think then he can dabble back. in it. He can help with it, but then not have all the stress of it. So it's more like more play than a job. I'm
1: yeah, I think a lot of the, the Imagineers, like, I think, like, Tony Baxter is retired. You know, he worked on, like, Big Thunder Mountain, but I think he comes back occasionally. That's the dream. Yeah, yeah. So I think a lot of those those guys do. And I also think, you know, they come back, especially if they're redoing or any, or doing any updates to the rides they originally worked on. I think they'll try to consult them, you know, mm-hmm. so if anything happens in Animal Kingdom, I'm sure Joe Brody's still going to be involved, you know, in in one form or another.
0: Yeah. Hey, I, he's one person, you know, I didn't really know much about him before we started doing the show. And before we started watching all the documentaries on Disney Plus, he's all over those documentaries. But he is one person that's involved with Disney. I, I would almost say more than even like Bob Iger or, or, you know, Michael Michael Eisen or anybody that I would actually really like to meet. Like, I, th- I think that he would be a fascinating person to talk to. The Adventurers Club was loosely based off of one of Joe Rohde's parties. I I mean, just the idea that he... I mean, he had his hand in that, and that's one of the most beloved things that has ever existed in Disney.
1: Yeah, I think he's just such an iconic figure with all of those earrings in his ear. Mm -hmm. Like, I think he's just made a name for himself, just one, because of the visuals. You you clearly know who he is. I mean, I think a lot of the a lot of the Imagineers, like you would never know them to see them. But also, I think it's it's everything that he's worked on has just been like a cut above everything else. And I think it goes to show because he is this kind of world traveler. I mean, he Disney released, you know, during the pandemic, the quarantine times here, it was basically him and his family sitting around going through pictures that he took on all of his trips, whenever he was looking for inspiration for Alani and looking for inspiration for Animal Kingdom, and just him kind of talking about the stories of all these places he's he's gone, and I think that just kind of sets him apart too, because he is this, you know, just this well-traveled guy, and I think that's also why so much of what he designs feels so real and lived in, because it is taken on you know inspiration from real life. Mm-hmm. All right, so some other news is that. Pyrotechnics, so not necessarily full fireworks, but pyrotechnics are coming back to the Magic Kingdom. So they just appeared yesterday, kind of out of the blue, (laughs) almost as if by magic. Yeah, and then uh, (laughs) Disney announced that they will be having these kind of small pyrotechnic shows to go along with the castle projections. I
0: really like your use of the word word, pyrotechnic instead of fireworks.
1: Well, they're not. That's what the thing is. They're not like full fireworks. They are just more pyrotechnics, like small. Uh, you know, burst uh, of just small fireworks, kind of like the like the sparkles and stuff, and they're going to go along with the projection mapping on the show. So they'll just be happening randomly throughout the night. And Disney announced this is going to run through December 30th. So I don't know if that means uh, after December 30th there will be a larger fireworks show uh, or not. But it's it's interesting to see that they're adding a little bit more to the projection mapping. Cool. All right, and then the last piece of news is we talked about this last week with the Spider-Man ride, how they're going to be selling these Spider-Bots at the new Avengers Campus. Well, Disney announced that they're going to be selling them now. So even though Disneyland isn't open, I guess they got a ton of these and they (laughs) need something to do with them. So starting December 4th, Um, In downtown Disney, you actually be able to buy the Spider-Bots. And they're really cool. They're remote-controlled. And if you buy a couple of them, they will fight each other. (laughs) So they they move around. They're actually really well done. And then they kind of have infrared. And then if you hit the other one, the head pops off kind of like the top of the spider
0: I was just thinking this this sounds like um oh my gosh what was that the 80s those little or the 80s or 90s those little fighting um toys that if they punch them the head would pop off
1: yeah yeah it's it it is kind of like that where um yeah if they hit it's just like the top of them pops off and that's how you know you want so yeah
0: somebody's screaming what it's called right now that's listening
1: (laughs) these look pretty cool I think it's you know, interesting that you'll be able to buy these now right in time for the holiday season. I think Disney probably didn't want to miss the holiday season because I, I think this is going to be a, a, a pretty hot item. Uh, they probably have a ton of them sitting in a warehouse with nothing to do. So, hey, might as well <laughs> sell them and make some money. So, if anybody's over in California, uh, get your hands on one. Let us know what you think of it because it looks pretty cool. I mean, I, I'm definitely going to get one whenever we can get to Disneyland again and and it's reopened i definitely plan on buying one of these because they are buying one
0: well i was gonna say we'll have to buy a pair you'll have to get one i'll have to get one
1: i mean i have to see how they interact a little bit more but i actually do think they are a little bit better than the droids at galaxy's edge i mean the droids are a little bit one note and and they don't interact as much very well so these are you know really interesting because they're spiders so they have a, a really unique movement and then again you can you can kind of interact and battle with them so i almost think i'd rather have these versus the droids I think you can do more with them.
0: Yeah, my droid's fun, but it's not, again, doesn't really do much. I think that that was, that was something that was unrealized by Disney. They they had a big plans with it, but it just didn't quite work out the way that they had planned on it working out, I don't think. Yep.
1: All right. Well, that, that wraps up the show this week. want to thank Becky again for being a guest. Thanks, Becky. want to thank everybody again for listening. Make sure you leave us a rating or a review. Um, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We really appreciate it. Thanks for lending us your ears. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you here next Monday.
0: Bye.